The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Riffer. Riffer is your home for many podcasts from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Subscribe to our Riffer channel today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash R-I-F-F-R. What up, D-Gens and NBA fans? Dan Titus here with the NBA Gambling Podcast Hosted by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, I'm joined by my co-host, you know him as the machine, I know him as the sports nerd, maybe a combination of both, Manaf Manji. What's good, bro? How you feeling today? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Fresh off a 12-game slate, which was freaking brutal, man. I um, think I finished 6-6 six and six on the night, but uh, a couple of them, a couple of bad beats, you know, I, I think I could have yeah. easily gone... Uh, you know, eight and four, but you know, sometimes that's how it goes. How, what was your thoughts on the, on yesterday's slate? Um, you know, on tally side, it was, I think it was a rough day for me. I got to check. I haven't really been keeping up with that, but um, you know, all the totals that we took yesterday and player props that uh, we had a pretty good night. We went 10 and 0 and all the picks that we had yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't, I try to get most of the picks posted there on Twitter, but man, if you're not in the Slack channel, I'm dropping all the picks in there, but you know, it was a great night last night, you know, hopefully we can continue that momentum here for today and then rest of the weekend and uh, for the rest of the season. So just glad to be helping, you know, our fellow DGENs, you know, making money and hurting the books that that's all it's all, that's all it's about. <laughs> for sure, man. Love that. Yeah. And make sure you're following them. Sports nerd. Is it eight seven eight twenty four eight seven five eight twenty four? Yeah, eight twenty four on Twitter, man. He's he's firing off player props all day, as he said. You know, went ten and zero last night, so it was a great night for all of us. Um, but yeah, we just want to get into the show. We're gonna go over tonight's Thursday's four game slate, a little bit light, but we'll also yep. get into some other conversations about potential division winners. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Pacific Division specifically. And then we'll get into some other discussions uh, later on. So go take a quick break and then we'll hop into the info. Win is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 in risk-free sports bets. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. All right, so Thursday morning, we're recording this episode, and it was just announced by Sham Sharania that LaMarcus Aldridge has decided to retire from basketball. Yeah, and I was just like, right before we like started recording, he put out a, a little letter, you know, writing on why he retired, and it said he had a irreg- irregular heartbeat oh, wow. um, in one of the, I think, his last game that he played. So I know he was out for the past couple games, I believe, and, you know, he was getting all that checked up, so... Um, you know, hopefully it's nothing too serious for him, man. Marcus Aldridge, he was a Rockets killer when he was with the Portland Trail Blazers, man. 
a guy that was pretty much almost automatic from, you know, that mid range jump shot. But, uh, you know, you know, like he said in, in his little letter here, he said that, you know, family and health comes first for him right now. So wishing, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, you know, hopefully a speedy recovery, nothing too serious going on with him. And, you know, he's definitely right, man. You got to make sure to get your health right and, you know, family's everything, right? So, you know, it's sad to see him go. I know, you know, he was, he seemed like he was fitting in well with the Brooklyn Nets. But, um, you know, when you're dealing with, with, with a heart condition and irregular heartbeats, that's something very serious. So, you know, once again, LaMarcus Aldridge wishing the guy a speedy recovery and, you know, hopefully everything works out for him. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, and now that I'm I'm seeing these irregular heartbeat tweets now, um, it's great that they caught it uh, when they yeah. did, and, and yeah. didn't you know potentially risk further further injury or or damage to his health. And uh, you know he had a great career. Mm-hmm. For his career average, nineteen point four points, eight point two rebounds, one point one blocks, and a couple of assists. I mean, yeah. dude was a really solid veteran for well over ten years. And you know, at age thirty five. You know, I think he can he can go out saying that he he did his thing. Um, yeah, for so sure. yeah, just wish him a speedy recovery and yeah. Um, hopefully, we hear better news um, in the in the in the coming weeks. But yeah, let's get into today's slate. So the first game we got up, we got the Milwaukee Bucks, currently thirty four and twenty, going up against the Atlanta Hawks, thirty and twenty five. And the Hawks have been steadily climbing up that Eastern Conference. They're now sitting rightfully at number four. They're going up against a, a Bucks team that's been five and five in their last ten, and four and six against the spread. Going up against the the Hawks, who have been surging seven and three in their last ten and seven and three against the spread. Currently, we have Atlanta as five and a half point dogs in a home matchup. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, so I think this is one of the games we're gonna have to really again. You know, Zach and I talked about this yesterday that you want to make sure to check the injury reports for all these games. You know, yeah. um, you know, obviously they got the victory yesterday against the T Wolves in, in a comfortable win. You know, that defense for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves is really struggling. So I, the yeah. Milwaukee Bucks really took care of that uh, last night. But looking at tonight, I think um, we're looking at Trey Young as a game time decision, Gallo a game time decision, and obviously. Yeah, it's also a game time decision, but um, you know, I kind of want to lean with the Hawks here tonight. I think that you know they're playing good basketball, like you just mentioned. Um, hopefully, they have able they're able to get Trey Young going tonight. You know, like you said, quietly climbing the Eastern Conference standings, they're competing for that four or five spot, currently number one in their division right now. So. Uh, this might be a a if Giannis is not able to go, uh, I think I want to I'll take the Hawks uh, plus the points tonight. Um, but again, one of those games where you, we want to definitely check the injury report because the line can swing at any moment. Right, and uh, see now actually the lines moved just a bit. I guess from the initial open, it's now the Hawks are four point dogs. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think that a lot of this hinges on the availability of the star players. As you said, Giannis is questionable. Trey Young is questionable. Slew of other players. So this is what I'm definitely going to monitor as well. Yeah. Um, really, just really impressed by the way the Atlanta Hawks have played under Nate McMillan. And it seems like, you know, there was the trade rumors of John Collins and now he's been, he's been hurt. Clint Capella has been playing well. He's also mm-hmm. battled, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how this, how the uh, the Hawks play this one. I too lean on the four points for the Hawks. Yeah, 
but you know, that's also going to be contingent on whether Giannis is in there. Cause I think he's just a, the, the Bucks got an easy one last night. You know, I think mm. that the Timberwolves, they, they didn't have Carl Anthony Towns and a slew of other players. And yeah. and frankly, that weird timing of the game, I, I don't think that that boded, that bode well for the, the Timberwolves. So I think they got off easy. So even though they're on the end of a, the, the back end of a back to back, I don't, I don't know if that's really going to have a, that much of a factor into this one. So we'll see how this, how this pans out. And then for the next game, we got the Golden State Warriors who are fresh off a convincing W last night going up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Currently, we have the Warriors as seven and a half point favorites. The Warriors, I mean, it's really just been Steph Curry. <laughs> that's You're just right, the yeah. story of the, of the week, man. And over the last week and a half, man, this guy's been putting up monster numbers. I know you've been playing his player prop overs, mm-hmm. and that's just been a consistent hit. I mean, what do you have? Forty-two through three quarters yesterday. <laughs> yeah, like, like I think he had like Philly. seventeen at at half, and then uh, I had stepped away to uh, to just check on something in the house, and then like when I came back, he had like I think he was like right, right at twenty-nine, and then like in the final like three to four minutes, he drops like another ten to thirteen points, which which cashed easily for 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 us. Um, but yeah, man, like you mentioned, Steph Curry's just playing at a whole nother level right now. You know, I think he really wants to will this team into, you know, the playoffs. Um, but as far as the game tonight, I am leaning with the Cavs here tonight. Um, just if we kind of take a look at the back-to-back numbers uh, or back-to-back uh, game situations for the Golden State Warriors, four and eight against the spread uh, with no rest. And then also kind of leaning towards the under, uh, you know, both of these teams are on the back-to-back. So, uh, sorry, four and eight against the spread for the Golden State Warriors. Cleveland Cavaliers on back-to-back situations, seven and five against the spread. So, um, you know, obviously Cleveland seems like they're playing a little better on back-to-back nights. But the one thing that does kind of stick out for me in this game is might be the under uh, on back-to-back nights. Golden State Warriors four and eight to the, or sorry, eight and four to the under. And then the Cleveland Cavaliers are nine and three to the under. So, uh, combined there, they're going 17 and seven to the under and back-to-back situations. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go the other side. I'm going to go with the warriors here to okay. win in convincing fashion. Um, and they're six and one against the spread in their last seven means against Cleveland. I, I feel like Curry, I'm just going to ride Curry, man. Uh, Cause I'll, just looking at his stats, he's been crushing the Eastern conference this year, averaging 35 points a game, 5.7 rebounds and six assists. And then just recently, you know, over his last three, he's putting up 44 points per game. I mean, that's yeah. just ridiculous. Sorry, he was averaging 29. He's averaging 20, 30 points a game against Eastern Conference, but 40, 44 in his last three games. So, and that's including a 53-point game that he had two games ago. But he's just been unconscious from three-point land. And mm-hmm. uh, we know Cleveland's defense isn't that great. They've yeah. uh, certainly been covering lately, but... I'm going to, I'm going to lean on the Warriors here, but the Warriors will be without Kelly Oubre, who's still battling a wrist injury. So you'll probably see Kent Bazemore slide into the lineup a bit more. And he's been playing pretty well in his absence. Maybe they'll lean on Andrew Wiggins a little bit more, but he's, we pretty much know what Wiggins is at this point. Yeah. If you take Um, a look at um, Kent Bazemore, if he's starting, if Kelly and Kelly Oubre is indeed out, he's been filling in nicely, especially from, you know, shooting the ball, well from three-point line and i was looking at the player props this morning for kent 
Bazemore. Um, you know, my book is down right now, but um, three, three, three pointers in two straight games here. Obviously, I know it's a small sample size, but when you're filling in for Kelly Oubre, who's, you know, been in that starting lineup for them, that's going to be something that you want to keep your eye out for. Uh, currently, I saw it was at one and a half at close to even money. So if I'm able to get down on that over one and a half for uh, Kent Bazemore, I'll, I'll possibly be getting down on on that bet for tonight. I like it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back into the action. The Sports Gambling Podcast is now on Riffer. Riffer is your home to many episodes and free picks from the SGPN crew. If you don't have time to listen to an entire episode, Riffer is a perfect quick fix. Make sure to subscribe to the SGPN page by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash R-I-F-F-R. Yeah, currently seen... Baysmore's uh, three-point line at one and a half. So yeah, I'm with you on that. At minus one thirteen, those are those are pretty good odds for him to do that. And he's, if he's get if he gets the rhythm, mm-hmm. he's obviously getting the opportunity against a lower level team like or sub five hundred team like the, the Cavaliers. That shouldn't be a hard measure to obtain. Yeah, especially when they're going to be focusing on you know kind of trying to contain Steph Curry, right? I mean, two straight yeah. games of hitting ten or more three pointers. I mean it's unheard of what this guy is doing right now. So, you know, uh, talking through it now, it's kind of like, it's, I'm kind of leery of taking the calves tonight just because I don't <laughs> want to get, don't want to get in front of Steph Curry. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see how, w- which way I picked this right now. I'm still leading with the calves, but you know, my mind may change come closer to game time. Yeah. Another player that may factor into this as well as Colin Sexton. He didn't play mm-hmm. last night. Right. Well, with an injury. So if he's in the lineup too, that obviously gives the Cavaliers a little bit more of an offensive boost. Yeah. Um, But we did see the return of Jared Allen. Mm -hmm. So it looks like they're getting, and also Kevin Love's been getting a lot of minutes these days, being very productive in limited minutes. But yeah, I think this is going to hinge on if Colin Sexton is in there, Mm -hmm. uh, you get their full backcourt, maybe they can hang within seven points, but if he's out, I don't, I don't have much faith in them. Yeah. And then going to our next game, we got the Boston Celtics going up against the Los Angeles Lakers in Staples Center. Currently, we got now this game's going to be starting at 10 Eastern, so it's going to be a little bit late, but should be a fun one nonetheless. You know, the Lakers are still out, obviously, without their superstars, but they've been managing. Um, yeah. We have the Lakers at 34 and 21 overall, six and four in their last 10, six and four against the spread as well. Going up against a Boston team that's fresh off. Jason Tatum's just been absolutely on fire lately. At, in, despite recent news coming out that he's having to take an inhaler before games, which he never had to do before due to COVID, which is just wild, man. Just yeah. don't really know how this really affects anyone. Right. Um, but the Celtics are currently 29 and 26 already trending i mean they are making their playoff push they were you know middle of the pack really teetering around that six to eight range in the playoffs and now they're they're certainly making their move for it seven three in their last ten five four and one against the spread over that span machine how are you betting this one you know i you want to stay with the hot hand here with the boston celtics right i think this yeah, is a step yeah. this is going to be a big step up in competition of what the lakers have recently seen you know they got the victory over the charlotte hornets the other night but i believe they had terry rogier was not playing in that game Correct. um and you know garrett gordon hayward we know he's been injured he's been out for a couple of weeks now um you know obviously lamella ball is not there either and you know how much can you rely on 
guys like Devontae Graham and and uh, PJ Washington, I think, also was out for that game. So um an easy victory there for the Lakers, you know, much needed one for them to kind of, you know, stay the course before between when AD returns possibly this weekend or early next week, and then LeBron, you know, maybe the week after or, or another week there. So they're they're kind of riding the course there. But Boston, I mean, like you just mentioned, Jason Tatum, there's something that he likes to likes playing against the Lakers. You know, we they matched up earlier this season. He he dropped 30 points in that game. Um we take a look at Boston's last four victories. They beat a very good defensive team in the New York Knicks, got the uh, got the W against the Minnesota Timberwolves, and then two big, big uh, wins against Western Conference opponents in the Denver Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. No, those are two good teams in the West. So um, I'm going to continue riding this this Boston team here tonight, taking the points uh, with them. Uh, oh, sorry, laying the points with them and possibly looking at Jason Tatum's points uh, points props for tonight also. Totally agree. You know, the the Boston Celtics are surging right now, winning six of their last seven. I don't think that the Lakers have enough firepower to stop them, despite being them traveling on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston is five and two in their last seven um, yep. against the spread. But then also, to your point, I love the way Jason Tatum's been played as of late. I'm going to take a slight pivot. I'm going to take Jalen Brown's points tonight. Okay. He's currently at 21 and a half, which I mm-hmm. think... I mean, I think he could easily go, you know, north of 24 here. So, yeah, I'm going to take Jalen Brown's points, and you can get that at minus 115. I think that's the best odds that I'm seeing for it just, just yet. But I'd also see the market for 22.5 at better odds, almost even odds. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Jalen Brown. I'm expecting either both of them to go off either way. I um, think mm-hmm. the X factor here is uh, Kemba Walker, who played really well against uh, the Charlotte Hornets in their last – or he played really well in their last game. Um, so it seems like he's already turning the corner as well. And Marcus Smart also getting some significant time. So I think the Boston Celtics are going to be too much for the Lakers when this is all said and done. Yeah, I think um, also I I want to I, I do want to take the under in this game here tonight. If you take a look over the past 10 games, um, Boston Celtics number five in defensive rating and the Los Angeles Lakers are the best defensive team over their last 10 games. Right. So, um, you know, and I think the total is indicative of that right now. Right? We're already seeing it at around two twelve right now for the total. Uh yes, two twelve. Okay. So you know, um, and again, the the Lakers have been really good against the point guard position. So if they're going to be shutting down Kemba Walker, I think you're spot on. Where there might be opportunities for Jalen Brown to have a good night against against the Lakers here tonight. And they, I think these two teams matched up earlier this season. And Jalen Brown dropped 28 points in that game. And on the road this season, Jalen Brown's averaging 24 points. So, um, you know, I think you're, you're right on the right track. I might just tell you on that one also. Dope, dope. So there we got for the last game of the slate. We got the Sacramento Kings going up against the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. Currently, the total is looking like 234. So mm-hmm. we should have a shootout on our hands, which should be fun to watch. Uh, but currently we have the Sacramento Kings laying 12 and a half points to the Phoenix Suns. Seems a bit much to me. Um, and the Kings, I mean, this is your guy. De'Aaron Fox has just been absolutely torching nets lately. Mm-hmm. Um, just, But Phoenix Suns have been one of the best teams in the NBA. I see them steadily nipping at the heels of the Utah Jazz for that top spot in the West. What do yep. you think is going to be the... Uh, 
the outcome of this one? Are you are you going to trust in the Phoenix Suns to cover that that spread, or going to lean on the Kings here? Yeah, I mean, Phoenix has been playing really well this season. I mean, you know, number one in their division right now. I mean, who would have thought where this team would be, especially with having the Lakers and the uh, Clippers in your division, and for them to be number one right now. It's crazy to me, um, but I don't think I want to get in front of this, 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 um, the Phoenix Suns right now. They're playing great basketball and as well, right? You know, they're trying to probably compete for that number one seed against, uh, you know, going up against Utah was in front of them. I believe these two teams have already matched up this season. Let me take a look here. Yeah, so uh, they matched up way back in earlier in December or early in December. So I mean, I don't know if we can really take that yeah. game and those two games into account they got one uh, victory they won by 16 and lost the other game by three so i mean not much to go off of there i'm gonna stay with phoenix here tonight i mean they're a great home team uh i feel like they have the 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 defensive guys to kind of slow down the uh, sacramento kings uh player prop i did like for this game was deandre ayton over the 10 and a half rebounds he's been doing well against um you know getting boards against the opponents these past couple games but between the two matchups that deandre aiden faced against the sacramento kings he had an average of let me see here 13 and a half rebounds and right now that currently at the market it was at 10 and a half so i will gladly take that over at 10 and a half rebounds i think it may have moved maybe up to 11 but i do like this number up to 11 or 12 for deandre aiden tonight yeah, I'm still seeing ten and a half consist consistently across the board. So you know, I I I I'm right with you there. So I'm think I'm going to tell you on this one. I could see him easily getting eleven or twelve. Um, the Sacramento Kings paint is not their their strong suit. Rashawn Holmes is playing really well, but you know we've seen Hassan Whiteside get more minutes over the last couple of games. We know yeah. he's complete liability on defense. <laughs> so. Yeah. I could see I could see our DeAndre Jordan or DeAndre Ayton, excuse me, cleaning the glass pretty easily in this one. And I think Holmes is out for this game, correct? He didn't even play last night either. Correct. Yeah. So they don't really so have that be, body inside. Right. And yeah. I think a report just I just saw a report come out about DeAndre Ayton and how he's had to kind of curve his his game to kind of fit into the system that, you know, that is Chris Paul and He's had to make sacrifices and I think he's been catching some heat for maybe he's not scoring as much as he did last season or he's yeah. not being, you know, he's not putting up the monster double doubles that he once did, but it's clear that this guy is still a legitimate center. He could still yeah. dominate against inferior opponents. I think this is one of those situations. So yeah, 10 and a half rebounds seems pretty understated for a guy that's averaging close to 11 over the course of the season. hundred percent. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into some, some vision winner conversations. Better than Vegas, it's like YouTube, but for what DGENs only care about, sports betting. We're giving you free daily picks over at Better Than Vegas profile page. Better Than Vegas, it's always running a ton of free contests as well. They got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out. Make sure to subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a pick. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash BTV. Right, and... Let's go to switch gears a bit. We're going to talk about the Pacific Division. So probably one of the most competitive divisions in basketball right now. Mm -hmm. The Phoenix Suns and the Clippers and the Lakers are, you know, they're pretty much the only players that are actually have a, that stand a chance in actually 
winning this division. Right now we have Phoenix at minus 140. The Clippers at minus 110. And then you got the Lakers at plus 9,500. So I, I like the way that the Clippers have been playing as of late. I just don't know that it's going to be enough considering that they're already starting to prepare for the playoffs in terms of Kawhi Leonard's missed through the last three games. We've seen Sergi Baca has not played over. I think he's missed almost double digit games now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Phoenix is better prepared for to finish out the season as the favorite here, but want to get your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, if we go like, I, I guess we could just go team by team. We start with the Clippers here. I mean, post all-star break, the two best teams, at least like straight up win record has been the LA Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. They're both of these teams are 15 and four. So, um, you know, it almost feels like that nobody's really talking about the Clippers because the focus has been on the Brooklyn Nets. It's been right. on the Lakers with their, the injuries that they're dealing with has been on, you know, a little bit on the Utah jazz because they are the number one team in the West right now. And nobody's really talking about this Clippers team. So, with the injuries that they've been kind of dealing with, with their role players, um, the the play of Paul George, especially and Kawhi Leonard has kind of been going under the radar, I think. And, um, you know, for them to be 15 and four here in, at the post all-star break and, you know, one and a half games behind the Phoenix suns. Do I think there's a chance for them to catch the Phoenix suns? Absolutely. We kind of take a look at, the remaining strength of schedule for these two teams. Phoenix right now still has the fourth hardest schedule remaining in the NBA, while the LA Clippers have the, I think the fifth easiest schedule remaining. So there's a possibility where the Clippers do kind of catch up to the Phoenix Suns and possibly, you know, try to get that number one or sorry, get that division here. Um, You know, I guess we can talk about Phoenix next, but as far as this Clippers team, it's it, i don't think it's as good as it was last season but the role players that they do have with Luke Kennard who's been playing well and then the acquisition of the Rajon Rondo trade i think that's going to be big for them in the playoffs and i think i expect this team to be in the western conference finals against the LA Lakers it's an unpopular opinion man but i tend to agree with you in terms of i actually believe in this clippers team more than i did last year like i know pandemic p was you know, really just the topic of conversation of why the the Clippers imploded last year. Mm-hmm. But I, I sense a different, this is a different roster now. And when you go out and you acquire someone like Rajon Rondo, he's like the playoff dude that's going to give you that leadership, basketball IQ, determination, hustle, grind, grit, all that stuff that you need in playoff mode. And I think that this team is built for playoffs like if just watching the way that I've watched the last you know before Kawhi got hurt Mm -hmm. the way he picks his spots in the mid-range it's unguardable similar to the way Kevin Durant is unguardable anytime he has it on the block he can just turn around and do the one footer like Dirk but like Kawhi Leonard has much of the same go-to moves that are just unstoppable when you have PG on side of you who can attack the rim but also stretch the floor Mm -hmm. I think this team is going to be extremely dangerous they're going to be tough to stop I don't think that the Lakers are going to have, I don't know. There's there's something about the mystique of the, of the, the Lakers and not playing together for so long, I think is going to be a, a hindrance to them in the long run. And I think that the Clippers will have the firepower to at least compete with Phoenix. If it comes down to that now, will they make it to the Western conference finals? We'll see. 
Um, yeah. I think that there's a lot to be there's a lot to be said, and obviously, you know, seating's going to matter. Uh, mm-hmm. Home home court advantage is going to matter to some degree, um, even though there hasn't really been home court advantage this year. But maybe certain states might <laughs> might be letting some fans in around playoff time just to uh, yeah. get that edge. But but yeah, man, I, I don't I don't know that I trust the Utah Jazz. I, I just don't think that I think that they're a little bit of ways away from from being able to take that next step. However, I think the Clippers with their veteran leadership and the their play their play as of late in the second half of the season, I think this is where they make their move and really become the the, the true threat to the West. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then just going back to Paul, Paul George, uh, um, you, you take a look at his numbers this year compared to last year, right? And I think his field goal percentage is up by a full 4%. You take a look at his three-point percentage, it's up by full 3%. Um, he's averaging about a point and a half more this season. So I think what kind of went on in the bubble for him in the playoffs last year really kind of resonated with him. And I think he's kind of out to prove that he is a, one of the top, you know, 10, 15 players in this league. And I think he's living up to that right now, just because I don't think he's not averaging 25 to 27 points per game. He doesn't need to do that for a team like the Clippers where they have so much, like you have another superstar with Kawhi Leonard and you have surrounding shooters with your team. But I think, I think this is going to be a good good playoff run for Paul George because, you know, I like that narrative of him coming back from a really bad playoffs and playing well this, in these playoffs. So I, I think this is, in the Western Conference, at least, and specifically this division, I think the Western, obviously the Western Conference winner is going to come out of this division. I don't think it's going to be Utah or any other team that, that that's going to win this conference and go into the uh, NBA Finals. I agree. We got the the Suns at thirty nine and fifteen, the Clippers at thirty nine and eighteen. It's about so, a game and a half of a, ahead game of them. And a half, yeah, yeah, game and a half. And so, I mean, there the Clippers only three games out of the of the top spot at forty one and fourteen. So mm-hmm. there's going to be some shakeup in this uh, in the top tier of this Western Conference. Don't don't sleep. I don't, I don't think that the Jazz can can take a, can afford to take any more nights off if they're going to want to hold that that top spot. Yeah, I think quickly for one of the, the advantages that the Utah Jazz do have is that they have the second easiest schedule remaining uh, for the rest of the season. So, you know, yeah. this might be a time for, you know, going forward for us to bet on Utah to kind of, you know, cover the spreads and knowing that they have to kind of get these victories to secure that number one seed. I right. wanted to get your take on, you know, staying within this division on, you know, going to the Phoenix Suns. What do you think is their ceiling as far as the playoffs, you know, I mean, they have, I think this will be their first time in the playoffs in a very long time. So what do you think is their ceiling with Chris Paul, Devin, Devin Booker, Jay Crowder and, and, and Deandre Aiden? I think they're built for, I mean, I think that they're easily built for a Western conference run. If they're, you know, assuming Chris Paul can stay healthy. Like I think Mm -hmm. we, we were cheated out of a couple of opportunities with him going down with, hamstring injuries in critical moments. You know, I, I think back to the game seven uh, where he didn't either, he didn't play or he got hurt when he yeah, was, it was the game, Rockets yeah. game six, game six. Game six yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think they would have won that. They would have won that series, you know, yeah. and who knows what could have been the legacy after that. So mm-hmm. playoff Chris Paul is a different dog. I think that he could easily take him to, he could take him that far. It's just a matter of like, are we going to see the ascension of Devin Booker, Macau bridges, is DeAndre Ayton ready for that moment? 
Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I I do call into question a little bit. There, he does have a lot of youth around him that doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. You know, they right. barely they almost made it in the bubble. They played great in the bubble, but just didn't you know get to that next spot. So, mm-hmm. I think that that's my biggest concern. Is like, are they? Is everyone else ready? And I, it's great that you mentioned Jay Crowder because I think he was a phenomenal ad over this this mm-hmm. off season. I think he's a tremendous defender. He has the playoff experience on several different teams. I just, yeah, I just don't know that I would take them against, you know, a, a battle-tested Clippers squad that I, I think is primed to, to, to get as far as that. I mean, I think that their ceiling is higher than the Clippers, mainly off of the veteran leadership. But I'm not going to sleep on the Suns. I won't be surprised if they get there. I just don't. I just think that their road might be a little bit tougher with the youth that's on their team. Yeah, and I think I think that's what it is for this team is that because they don't have <clears throat> sorry, outside of Crowder and CP3, they don't have much playoff experience with their young guys and and I think the game is completely different in the playoffs because the pressure is heightened and right. it's a lot more intense in the playoffs. So for the Phoenix Suns, if the if the playoffs started today, they would be taking on the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. Um I think that's a series that they could they could win if the playoffs started today. Then they run into LA Clippers in the second round, where I think they would you know have that exit. Um, but I, I think if Chris Paul is able to stay with this team in the off season, and maybe they add another veteran star or or, or another you know player that's that's a difference maker for them, they could be a team that could be right there again next season as a top three seed and then make some more noise in the playoffs next year. But as far as this year, um, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't think that, I think a second round exit is, is it's what's, what's going to be um, in the future for the Phoenix Suns for this year. Yeah. Because the other thing I'm trying to think about is the scheming of the Phoenix Suns. And mm-hmm. if you send a double at Devin Booker, what's the next <clears throat> best option after that? Right. right. Like is Deandre Ayton ready to go off for like Embiid, like 40 twenties? No. And Chris Paul can certainly will you there, but like, while he's also playing facilitator, getting people involved, he's more of that clutch fourth quarter guy. So if they don't, if they go down, I don't know without Booker giving you 25 to 30, you're still going to have a chance. So I don't know. I think there's going to be some strategy and getting into, into Booker's head, just being that he hasn't been in that mode yet. I just don't know that he's, he's going to be prepared for that playoff mentality quite yet. I think he'll get there, but Mm -hmm. there's definitely going to be some growing pains here. For sure. And I think like, you know, when you get into the playoffs, you need that that second or third score. And like you just mentioned, yeah, Devin Burkers have to go out and get 25 and 30 a night. But after that, you're going to need Aiden, a combination of Aiden and, and, you know, Crowder and Bridges to combine for 35 points a night, you know, yeah. between those three guys. We know what CP3 can do in the playoffs and, and in the regular season. He's going to get his. But you also always need those those role players to really step up in the playoffs to kind of take that pressure off of your superstars and, and help win games where, where it matters. But, you know, like we, like we said is, is the, the youth of it and there being their first playoff experiences, I think the pressure might get to them, but I think this, this season for the Phoenix suns and the playoffs is going to be a great learning and stepping stone for them into the, into the future. And if Chris Paul stays with this team, you know, who knows what happens maybe in in a in a span of next year and the season after that because the window for cb3 i think is closing yeah it is that's a great point 
and it's crazy because like I didn't, I actually didn't think he would. I knew he would be good, but I didn't think he would be as this good at this stage in his career. Like he's been very healthy. I think he changes. He admitted to changing his diet and going vegan. Yeah. Uh, I think at the beginning of last season, and it's just it's just been great to watch him ascend, much like LeBron James, into their twilight of their careers and not really missing a beat much. Yeah, and and his winning percentage is crazy in the regular season. What he does for teams is is really something that's going to be lauded. Um, you know well into his hall of fame uh ceremony once he gets to that point but yeah. then now that we're still still talking this division the lakers have the seventh hardest schedule for the remainder of the season <clears throat> and they play the jazz twice phoenix once the sun uh the suns uh clippers nuggets and blazers <laughs> dude if I, I, don't, I don't know how the lakers are going to survive this man they might they might find themselves creeping down to that like sixth or seventh seed when this is all said and done yeah, I mean, for the Lakers, it's like I think this is a team, like one team that it doesn't matter. At least maybe in their minds, where they end up as, as a seed in, in the in the playoffs, right? Because yeah. when you're getting two superstar players like a LeBron James and an Anthony Davis back on your squad, who yeah, they're dealing with injuries, but they also don't they they missed a, especially Anthony Davis who's missed a lot of games so he the fatigue factor versus like some of these other teams that they're yeah. dealing with right now is not going to be there for them so they might have you know fresh legs going into the playoffs between their two superstars I, I think right now if they ended up as the fifth seed where they are right now they would take on the um, Denver Nuggets in the first round where I think they would take care of business and then you get to the second round where you would play the Utah Jazz. And then I think that's another team that they can take care of business about. All of a sudden, the Lakers Very are back true. in the Western Conference Finals right. again. Right. The Clippers or, or the Phoenix Suns or whoever, you know, might be. But it, it's kind of scary to think about when these two guys are back, right? When you have your front courts going to be Andre Drummond, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. The rebounding advantage that this team is going to have and limiting other teams to not having second chance points and, and second uh, second possessions, I think it's going to be it's going to be absolutely big. The one player that I do want to keep an eye on for this team, especially in the playoffs when LeBron and Anthony Davis are back, is going to be Dennis Schroeder and what he kind of contributes to this team in the playoffs because if he's a guy that we know that can go out and get 15 to 17 points a night, all of a sudden that takes a lot of pressure off of LeBron to perform in the playoffs and carry the team along with Anthony Davis. So as far as for the, for the, for this remaining of the season, I think it's getting your guys back healthy, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and some of the other injuries that they've been dealing with. And then just, you know, once it's, what's it, once you're in the playoffs and you have a guy like Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Andre Drummond, then it's game on for the Lakers because I think it's going to be very, very hard for any team to beat the Lakers in a seven game series. I feel that you're right. I mean, that's where the star power, I mean, this is why they're resting. And I think it's a good sign that LeBron is traveling. And so is AD. Yeah. I think that they're probably, they're probably getting into some little bit of practice. I think that they'll be fine once it comes to that playoff mode. And you're right. As long as they get to the dance, it, yeah. I think that they like their odd. They're, they're, the, they're the champions right now. You don't. No one wants to see LeBron in the playoffs, especially AD. You know, I think AD is going to be the biggest question mark because I'm, I'm mm -hmm. just wondering what the significance of that injury really is. Yeah. Hopefully, he avoided some significant, like a Kevin Durant, where you know the the calf strain became an Achilles tear later on. But 
Mm-hmm. I think that they've been pretty. The, I guess the difference in the scenario is they weren't trying to rush a guy back in the NBA Finals, whereas like he's had a pretty substantial amount of time to rehab um, and, and take the proper precautions to come back when he's ready. So, and just as the insurance, even if you get LeBron back from a high ankle sprain, you still have Andre Drummond to anchor that center position. Now, while he isn't the great defensive presence of AD, he's still something that's better than what you had in Marcus Saul, who was only getting like 20 minutes a night. Still playing really well defensively, but I think he's at this stage in his career, he's more of just that backup center off the bench. Yeah. But you're right. I, I'm excited to see what they look like at full strength with Dennis Schroeder. You know, I, I think that this is going to be a, a room for it. Are we going to see the growth of Kyle Kuzma? Mm-hmm. He's been holding it down so far for the Lakers. But yeah, yeah I, I you can't count them out once the playoffs start. I just wonder how healthy are they really going to be. But yeah, I don't. It's going to be interesting to watch, but I, I'm more so I'm still a believer in the Clippers, man. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm a Clippers yeah. guy. Yeah, no, I mean, no one's really talking about, like we said, there's nobody's really talking about the Clippers. And I mean, we take a look yeah. at that or the Western Conference winner, the Lakers are still the odds on favorite, a uh, slightly favorite above the uh, LA Clippers to to win um, to win the Western Conference and get into the NBA playoffs. I'm sorry, NBA finals. You know, for me, I think it, it's simple. It just comes comes down to those two teams. Uh, I think it's going to be the Lakers or the Clippers that get into to the NBA finals. The, the question for me also for the Clippers is if that if this team doesn't get to the Western Conference Finals or they don't have a good playoff run, I know that Kawhi Leonard is coming up on free agency. Does he stay with this team or, or, or you know, does he go to a team like Miami where they have the cap space to, to get a guy like that and pair him with Jimmy Butler? So uh, I think for the Lakers or for the Clippers future, this is going to be a very, very important uh, playoff run for them. Yeah, this is an absolutely pivotal moment for the Lakers or for the Clippers, excuse me. Um, The opt-out criteria for Kawhi Leonard is certainly going to be a factor if they don't, if they don't make it to at least the finals, I feel like, because two years of potentially falling under expectations is not going to be, I don't think that that's going to bode well for uh, the prospects of them trying to re him up once again, when he's got several suitors. I mean, he can go wherever he wants pretty much at this point. Yeah. Uh, One, one interesting thing of note, since Andre Drummond's been acquired by the Lakers, the Lakers over has gone uh, one. Two, they've gone over in three of their last four games. <laughs> so I don't know. If that's a testament to <laughs> how bad Drummond is at defense. But I think it'll be a lot better when you can kind of hide his empty stats around AD and LeBron. So, but you know, overall, yeah. the Lakers are still a really a they're still a top three defense, no matter how you how you mm-hmm. how you uh, assess it. So. They'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, you want to get to the Warriors here real quick? No, you got it. Okay. Um, obviously, right now, we're, they're kind of sitting in, in in the Western Conference. They're a game out of the eighth seed behind the Memphis Grizzlies, right? And I think Steph Curry is really trying to will this team to get into the playoffs with his recent play. Obviously, you know, they don't have Klay Thompson this season. I don't think he'll be returning this season. Um, but you know, let, yeah, I mean, if they get into the playoffs, the inter- interesting question for me is, do you think they have a chance against the Utah jazz as a one seed? No, no, I, I, I just, I, as good as Steph Curry is, there's just too many question marks in their front court to me 
to to like yeah. actually be a playoff contender. Mm-hmm. James Wiseman, you know, whether that I, I think it's diagnosed as a torn meniscus. Mm-hmm. He's not he's probably not going to play this season again. And then you have Kavon Looney, who, while is a serviceable backup center, I just don't have any faith in him getting any more than 30 minutes. So that means that they're going to have to play extremely small. And I just even behind Kavon Looney, you got like Eric Pascal, you got Juan Toscano Anderson. There's not a lot of hope there. So you're you're praying on Steph Curry to literally drop 40 <laughs> to yeah. even like stand a chance. Cause like Draymond Green while he's very effective as a screener and facilitator, he's not a threat to score the basketball. If Kelly Oubre is hurt, you know, hopefully it's not a serious injury, but the wrist injury has kept him out a couple games. Mm-hmm. If he's not there, that they're losing another defensive threat, somebody that can attack the rim and gives another option, scoring option for Steph Curry. We already know that you can't win off the strength of Wiggins. So if this is going to be Curry and Wiggins coming at you, uh, give me every <laughs> other team other than that. Yeah, I, then, I think it's gonna it's gonna be great for his legacy. The fact that he willed a team pretty much on his on his on his own to the mm-hmm. playoffs, given what's at stake. But yeah, I think that the Bucks gonna stop as if they get in there. They're not gonna go very far. Yeah, I just think that if they did get into the playoffs and and they matched up against Utah, I think Rudy Gobert would just like have like twenty rebounds a night again yeah. that playoff series. And like you just said, they don't have that interior presence. But I think the bigger question for the Warriors is going to be is the offseason now and what's going to happen, right? You have um, Clay Thompson just coming off probably the two worst injuries that you can suffer as a basketball player with with the uh, ACL and the Achilles. So, you know, how effective is he going to be? A lot of question mark for this for this team then. I mean, do they go out and acquire another another all-star player? Do they have the capability of doing that? Yeah, they do. I think they have the, the capital for it and um, and uh, who wouldn't want to come play with Curry and, and Clay Thompson, right? Because of the success they they've had playing together in the past, where they won, you know, multiple titles, and they had the the regular season where they won seventy three games and broke the record for the for regular season win. So um, it's going to be an interesting off season for them. Um, you know, I don't think Andrew Wiggins or or you know Kelly Oubre is going to be part of their future. I think if they can trade those guys away free up some cap space and, 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 you know, either acquire another star via trade or free agency is going to be the question for this team. But I think next season, Golden State Warriors are going to be right back in the fold of things, you know, competing for a top four seed in, 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 um, in, in the Western Conference next year. Yeah, I think that this is the free agency that a lot of people have been waiting for. And, you know, I think we saw some teams hold certain players close to the vest you know, mm-hmm. maybe they, they couldn't get the capital that they wanted. So either they're going to let them walk or they're going to keep them as restricted free agents and possibly get a pick and some other assets out of them. But yeah, you're right. I, I just wonder if the window's closing for the Warriors to keep, I mean, Steph Curry is going to forever be a, a warrior. Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's one of those Dame Dollar type guys where like yeah. he doesn't have to go anywhere else. Like I, I could probably see maybe in the twilight of his career, maybe going back to Charlotte just to, you know, make it interesting. That's where he grew up. It's where his dad yeah. played for a majority of his career. But, you know, while he's still in his prime, I don't see him leaving Golden State. The good thing about Clay Thompson is he was a, an elite two-way player. And the even if he doesn't return to the two-way side of it, we still know that he can shoot lights out. And he may have lost. He never really was that athletic of a of a player anyway. Like, he wasn't the guy that's going to cross you over, take you to the hoop and and bang it on you. Yeah. Um, he was just really good at catch and shoot. And if he could still 
have that type of a role for them, I still think that they could be effective. One of the people that I, one of the the players that I think is having the most regression though is Draymond Green. Um, yeah, I don't. I think we've seen our best days of Draymond Green, mm-hmm. and it's like he's not. It's he hasn't. He hasn't really gotten better. You know what I'm saying? Like I think his yeah. ceiling has already kind of eclipsed itself. Defensively, he's still a beast, still disruptive. Facilitation wise, he's solid. But like I think that they need a neck. I think they need someone bigger. They need a front court presence, and I think. Drafting Wiseman was the right move. He's still extremely young, so we can't we can't say that he's a bust yet. Like it's right. way too early to say anything yeah. like that. Injuries are unfortunate. He didn't really play much at Memphis. The guy pretty much had two years off, right? So yeah, I think that they they have a, a foundation, a core to build around. They but they do need to be active in the free agency market. They're probably not going to hold on to Kelly Oubre. He's likely going to be gone. Right. I don't know what you do about Wiggins. He's one of those guys. This is like dead weight on your team. Like he's played really well when, when Steph Curry was on the court, Wiggins actually played really well, yeah. but the the wars also showed as one of the worst teams in the NBA. So I think that that's a, that's a stigma. That's just going to carry Wiggins. He's yeah. not a winner and right. so he doesn't play winning basketball. So how do you rid yourself of that contract? And that player, I think that's going to be one of those things they might just have to eat. I know that they've thought that they could do this rehabilitation or this, you know, reinvention of Andrew Wiggins experiment. I, mm-hmm. I think we could say it's probably hasn't really met with the success that they, in, they intended, but yeah, I think this team, they have the pieces to make moves. It's just a matter of how many moves are they going to make? But one thing's for sure. I, I don't see Steph Curry leaving, which is great. That always gives them somewhat of a chance, right? It's just a matter yeah. of how well, will, how well will clay get back into the, into the mix coming off of two serious injuries Mm-hmm. Where does Draymond go from here? And can you acquire any pieces by giving up any assets that maybe you just continue to build around Clay and Steph and, you know, and maybe Wiseman at that point? Yeah, I mean, um, I think they need to like just trade away like Wiggins to one of these like teams that never compete for like right. a playoff <laughs> spot and just let him go and like collect his paycheck and just, just yeah, jack yeah. up his 20, 25 shots a night and just collect the paycheck. 100%. But, yeah, you're right. Into the Rockets. No, no, no. We don't want to. <laughs> no, we do have some. We have some pieces that we can build around for the future. I mean, you know, y'all I, got plenty of cap space, man. Go. No, go, no, we go, don't. We uh, don't. Get you some Wiggins. <laughs> no, no, we can send them to like San Antonio or, or something. Send them <laughs> over there. Um, we'll talk about the Rockets like in the off season when you know I'm kind of excited <laughs> for for what this team can build around if they get a good like, yeah. first or second pick, but. Um, yeah, I mean, Golden State, I think they'll be back next season. And then, you know, like you said, it'll be interesting to uh, off season for them via trade or free agency. And then, you know, we can just kind of pick that up in the off season with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, joining yeah. us the Sacramento last team. And then, yeah, yeah, last team. We'll take it, take it home with the Sacramento Kings. So the Kings, mm-hmm. they invested a lot in De'Aaron Fox, and rightfully so. The, the kids, oh, yeah. bona fide star, all star in the making. I think he's going to be the future. I love their draft pick in Tyrese Halliburton. He's going to be another really valuable pick. I, I've been touting him as like a poor man's Malcolm Brogdon. I could easily see him ascending into that in terms of just his style of play, his IQ, and what he can do for the team. Um, Rashawn Holmes has actually kind of come into his own as like a legitimate center in this league. He was averaging uh, one of the highest field goal percentages this season in the first half of the season. I have to check to see if he's still doing that, but still a very solid player. But I think that they're going to have to, they're going to have quite a few decisions to make in the offseason. What do you do with Buddy Heald? What do you do with Harrison Barnes? 
I think that they're probably going to be gone one yeah. way or another. But they have, to me, I think you have a solid core of a backcourt yeah. in, in Halliburton and Fox. It's just how do you build a beyond that? Because they already got rid of Bogdan Bogdanovich, yeah. trade him off to Atlanta. So it seems like they're, they have the assets of their what they want to build around. It's just like, how do you build out everything else? So I think that that's going to be much of their focus. And they're heading the right direction. I think they did the right thing of locking up Fox. But where do you yeah. go from here? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with like, I think De'Aaron Fox and Hal Burton are going to be the future backcourt of this team for a very long time. Outside of those two guys, <clears throat> including your head coach, you got to blow this thing yeah. up and, and start rebuilding mm -hmm. around those two guys. I think if they can get Rashawn Holmes back um, with, with, with those two guys at a reasonable contract, then I would re-sign him at that center position. And now you kind of go build around those two, those three guys I think Harrison Barnes, we heard during the trade deadline that, you know, Boston was interested in kind of getting a guy like that, but they eventually traded for Evan Fournier. Uh, they were rumors that, you know, Buddy Hill was on the trade block also. So I think like, I think you're right that those two guys will be gone. Again, Marvin Bagley was another guy that we heard that the Kings were trying to trade. So, you know, for, for the Sacramento Kings, I think Luke Walton will be gone at the end of the, in the season. And then, like I said, you got to build around, De'Aaron Fox, who's an absolute stud. I just love watching this guy every single night. Probably the fastest guy in the league. Hal Burton, has, he's been having a great rookie season. He's only going to continue to get better. And then Rashawn Holmes, like you mentioned, uh, one of the underrated centers in the league. You know, hopefully they can re-sign him to a, to a reasonable contract and then, you know, build around those three guys. But guys like Hassan Whiteside, Marvin Bagley, Harrison Barnes, you know, Buddy Heald, it's a fun team to watch. And, you know, but... Again, if you're trying to win championships or at least for this team, get into the playoffs first, yeah, you're going to have to rebuild around those those two guys at the backcourt and, and then go from there. But again, another team, it's going to be a very interesting offseason for a lot of these teams. And, you know, um, I, I think the Sacramento Kings will end up with a top eight, top nine pick. You know, hopefully they can. It's a very deep draft this year. Um, right. So, you know, hopefully they can pick up a player there, maybe in the front court or, or you know, make some noise in the, in the NBA draft and then go from there, but not much for the Sacramento Kings team. Yeah. And just going back to my, uh, my initial thought. Yeah. So Rashawn Holmes is currently second in the NBA in field goal percentage at 64.1 right behind Rudy Gobert. He's go. in a contract year. So yeah. I think that they should give him the bag. I think he's, he's made a nice home there. I think that they, no pun intended. Um, I <laughs> think he's, he's found a nice spot there and he obviously has rapport with Fox and Halliburton. So like, He's a he's a pretty serviceable center. He's not he's not too old. He's 27 years old. This yeah. is his first big contract opportunity. You know, mm -hmm. I think he's going to have a, a nice decision to make. I think they're going to offer him some money, and rightfully so. I mean, he's been a pretty solid big for them on the offensive and defensive end of the floor. I mean, he's a career year. I mean, he's averaging uh, 14 points per game and almost uh, how many rebounds? Yeah, close to nine rebounds a game with a block and an assist. So, or a block yeah. and a steal. Excuse me. So. Very solid. And yeah, you're right. You know, I, I completely forgot about Marvin Bagley because, you know, even though he was the second pick in the draft, the dude, that dude, I think we can call pretty much a bust at this point. He's going to need a for new sure. scenario, a new environment to really thrive. And I don't think he was ever really a good fit for Sacramento. It was probably the leadership not using him to the extent that he wanted to be and being a yeah. factor of that offense. But 
yeah, he needs a new home. He needs to get out of there. Buddy Heald has voiced his frustration numerous times. I don't yeah. think there's any chance that he wants to stay there anymore. He wants to be a starter. So mm-hmm. he'll think he'll get his bag and he'll get his opportunity to do so. I was actually hoping the Sixers could trade for him at the deadline, but clearly they didn't have the draft capital for it. So yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting to see what the Sacramento Kings do, but I, I agree with you. This is going to be a deep draft. I love that the, we're going to see some G league ignite teams or some G league ignite players potentially go to the league mm-hmm. into the draft. I think there's some really exciting players coming out of that or out of, out of that league as well as some college prospects. So it's going to be fun, man. I think that they're, the Sacramento Kings have a nice opportunity to tool up, but to your point, they need to start at the head coach in the front office first, because that's a, it's a hot mess right now. Yeah. I mean, I, we were talking about this with or really earlier in the season. I thought that before Lloyd Pierce was going to get fired, I thought it was going to be um, Luke Walton, but I'm still surprised that he's still with this team, but I think that it'll be at the end of the season where, where he gets, he gets the pink slip. Yep. All right. Well, that concludes our segment for today. Check us out in the locker room tomorrow with Ryan McKee. Munaf will also be there. And then we'll also continue to uh, hit. Make sure you see our Slack channel. We'll be throwing in some more player props and plays and selections throughout the day. Until then, we'll holler at y'all next week. Peace.